irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Sam in the Morning with Rachel exclusively on L.A. Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, August 16th. Good morning. Good morning, Rachel. Uh, you look all awake and everything. That's I'm good. Not, I'm Are you energized? I'm slightly awake. Um, I was slightly. out late. Really? At a show last night, uh, which uh, was host, it was on an all women show at Clappers, which was it was a great show. Wendy Liebman hosted, which was amazing. Yeah, she's she funny. She's iconic. She's hilarious. Really? She, yeah, she's been around forever. Jewish comedian. Uh-huh. Um, Are there any other kind, really? No. <laughs> nope. It seems that we keep prodding it to. Um, but yeah, yeah, so it was a really good show. I got good. Pictures feedback, and good feedback, feedback. and nice. yeah, the manager said I had a good set. So very nice. Mm-hmm. I wish I could have come, but I had to work. Well, there's I still one work left. All jokes the time, for Jews yeah. on Friday. Yeah, yeah, that's true, right? What yeah. time on Friday? Because I'm fucking working then too. Uh, I think that shows at. Mm, I don't know. I can find out. Well, we'll let up. us know later. Uh, but so it was all women, which is cool, right? Mm-hmm. Like the pretty funny women thing. How many comedians were there? Um. Like, like 10, 10 or something? If yeah. At least 10. Yeah. It, it wasn't Pretty Funny Women. It was, been, right, it was right. for the festival, yeah. Right. That's very good. So was there any anyone there that specifically you thought was good? I mean, the, all of... Uh, it was me. It, probably me and another girl, blonde girl, were the youngest out of the bunch. And then okay. all of these comedians were really... Have been doing it for oh, years. Wow. And are really seasoned and yeah. talented women. And I mean... <laughs> I have this new like comedian crush on this girl, Natisha Anderson. She's just like all over the place. I love her really? so much. She's just, I mean, I could never do her style of comedy, but it's so, she's so good at these characters and things that she does. And she's right. also just good at being in the moment. And like, mm-hmm. I'm like, whatever it's, you walk up on stage, you're like, what did I just see? But you're, you're like, and fixated on her the whole time. That's true. Ridiculous. Now, uh, are you sets like from one show to another? Do you make them different or the same for the most um, part? I try to incorporate different jokes here and there, but for the most part, I it, these audiences haven't seen my jokes before, right, so, so you want to do your best stuff that you know is good, right? Because you're performing for them. You're doing. You're giving a service. Exactly, and you're doing the same thing, just like you know, right. musicians. I they pro- sing I the save the song. jokes that I that I'm like set, like trying out or new for like the mics and. Yeah. Whatever. Good, good, good. Well, nice. And how long was the set? About five uh, last minutes? night was five minutes, yeah. Five minutes. Cool. Well, I salute you for being able to do that. Like I said, I, I don't think I could stand in front of the audience and try to make them laugh, you know. It's hard. It's hard. It takes you a lot of... You gotta stick with uh, what you're good at. Yeah. A lot of guts to do that. But there you go. You know, people are meant for different things, mm-hmm. you know. Stand-up comics tell me I could never be behind the microphone. So go figure, you know. Right. It's like... But, um, yeah. So in a few minutes, we're going to be joined by our guest. We have another fascinating guest. We always do, of course, if we do say so ourselves. We don't waste our time with... uh, But, you know, what I realize is that every person has a great story, you know, Mm -hmm. in them. And it's funny because sometimes I... Like, we we were at at Manhattan Beach and I told somebody... uh, Oh, somebody told him to come and, and be interviewed by us and he's like well I don't know what to say I said well you probably have a story 
He goes, not interesting. I said, I bet you you do. So, you know, but he ended up not coming on the radio. <laughs> he didn't have a story to tell. No, he did, but he was shy, I'm sure. That's why he said that. Mm. Not everybody's willing to go on a microphone and reveal themselves, you know. What can you do? Yeah. So uh, what's going on in the news, Rachel? Anything good or is it getting worse all the time? I hear that uh, another CEO quit the Trump count yeah. Council, right? They, uh, they got Hope Hicks, who is an aide, just this girl who tends to Donald Trump. She's a very attractive girl um, who's now going to be the interim White House communications director. And I f- don't know if this will be – this might be her last job because, you know, these – Positions don't last long. Right. They all leave somehow. And she is not, she is in the shadow. She's not on social media. This person is not a, she's not a communications director. She's an aide to Donald Trump, who's who's an attractive girl. And that's what they keep doing. They keep putting up these like faces, you know, (laughs) these characters to to buff whatever is going on. And then um, he hasn't. Trump turns out that the winery he apparently has in Charlottesville isn't his. It's like in his son's name, and they're not affiliated with the Trumps. So that was a lie. Uh-huh. Um, he still hasn't. He hasn't been to Charlottesville. To vi- like yeah. Obama would have been there in the first day. Any other George Bush would have been there mm-hmm. to visit the victim. Yeah. Did Obama go to Ferguson and stuff at that time? I don't know. Mm. But did people die in for, did, did, yeah, during the yeah, ro- yeah. The, during the protest? Yeah, I don't they know during, during the, the protest, protest, but after I mean somebody he died did go there, to right? Yeah, I mean I it was like a like a cop. Uh, Pretty sure yeah. I remember hearing he did. Mm. Um, there's that, and then I'm trying to think of oh, just you know, just people were kind of continuing to call out who the Nazis are and racists are in our country, and. Um, yesterday, I called the Campbell Soup hotline and asked the <laughs> you CEO, did? "Hell yeah!" and asked the CEO the, or the, whoever the rep- represent if she could relay a message to the CEO that we I'm asking her to resign off Trump's advisory board. Mm. Okay, so one are, guy, the 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 CEO of 3M did, and then he and his statement. We didn't talk about this, but his statement the other day was literally the most appalling thing I've ever heard about yeah. saying that they're on all sides basically victimizing nazis right these are the people yeah yeah the republicans yeah. Yeah. support still i know well it's it's beyond uh description but, it, but you keep seeing know. people leave the republican party and i'm i'm not saying go to the democratic party but just find a party that represents your morals and your beliefs and your values as a person into your core and the republican party is no longer a party of that right and they're there and that's just what it is and it sucks. Yeah, yeah. Well, they lost my support, but I don't know what I'm going to do. I they mean, lost uh, Clay Aiken's support from American Idol. And oh, wow. If they lost that, <laughs> that's important. I mean, my God. <laughs> it's, you know, but it is, but that's what, but that's what it is. It takes courageous people to admit right. that, you know, sometimes we make mistakes and we will openly embrace you to come to our side. <laughs> you know, we will. Yeah. We don't blame you. We just. Oh, OK. Thank you. <laughs> just take responsibility and come to the, the, the light side, you know, to the light side. OK. All right. 
Uh, also, uh, one more thing before we get to our guest. Uh, you know that BMI index about like musc- muscles and weight and all that stuff? Did you ever look at it at the doctor's office? I mean, pretty much I've 90%. I've had a trainer, um, I, yeah, test your BMI. Yeah. And what was yours? Do you remember? I don't know. Yeah. Because like mine, I remember it was a long time ago, but it was like 23, 24. And it's like I at that point, like you're 19. obese. Yeah. Well, you're skinny. But uh, still... Uh, I was 24 and obese. Do I look obese to you? It's called skinny fat. Skinny fat. That's the term for people who are skinny, but uh-huh. like you're not fat to me. Right. But in BM, BMI, like scientifically, if they're going to say that, it's probably right. because your body has more fat than it does have muscle right Okay, now. so let me tell you that they're saying it's all bullshit. Now scientists are saying all this BMI is baloney. Because like, for example, Where, they're saying... What source is this? Uh, this is from CNN. Uh, so there, there was a couple studies that were done on this. And uh, the BMI was actually invented in the 1800s. So... Uh, yeah, so the the BMI, you're overweight between 25 and 29. Now, they're saying a football player can have like 32 BMI, and they're all muscle, you know. So it doesn't really describe what's going on, and they're going to uh, find maybe different ways I to mean, measure this I mean, have you looked stuff. at the food pyramid that the USDA gives us to live, base our diet off of? Mm. That's in completely incorrect. Really? It's what is like, like too so little? much dairy and so much mm. this and so much that it's completely not accurate to what us as humans should be eating in our diet like there needs to be more fruits and veggies and more protein and like what kind of protein or i mean everybody's body's different but that food pyramid is wrong and it mm. and it's because it was like supposedly because like the milk industry you know farm because they have to sell milk and that's right. a, how people make money and like but milk isn't good there they know this Right. Milk is not good for humans. Well, milk I don't know about meant, that. I don't know about milk that. Milk is meant for baby cows to drink. Really? So why do mothers have milk in their in their uh, breasts? For babies. Okay, so for babies. So 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 humans are supposed to consume milk as babies. Only as babies. Yes. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Okay. Well, it doesn't. You know how me. much pus, I love dairy stuff. You know how much pus and blood that doesn't <laughs> and antibiotics and like harmful things. Really. That go, are you kidding? Watch any documentary uh, on Netflix, and I'm mm. telling you, you won't drink milk ever again. Plus, there's a reason well, why. Well, that's why every I don't time, check out this stuff. Every you time, know? like a lot of people, like I'm very sensitive to dairy, right? And because we're not meant to drink milk, we drink water. Our body is made up of over however percent of water. Right. That's what we need. Babies drink milk. Mm. That's that's what you get your nutrients from from your mom when you're a baby. But as mm. we get older, I don't we don't it, need those nutrients anymore. No, you just no. it's not. We're not meant to drink milk long term. I don't mm. even think. I mean, some women don't even feed their babies milk. They feed them formula or whatever other stuff right. that they do. Right. Okay. Uh, well, we're gonna get to our guest. Uh, well, this is quickly. I guess Daniel Craig is gonna be James Bond once again. I I don't particularly care for him as James I wanted, Bond. I uh, wanted. What's the guy from uh, the hot black guy? The hot black guy from The Wire. Oh, I Idris don't know. Elba. Oh. He would have been a great James Bond. Okay, all right. I don't know who he is, but okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure if you saw him, you would know what he looks like. Probably, He's yeah. Pretty famous. What, yeah. What, what's his name again? E D R I S E L B A. Oh, Idris Elba. Okay, he's in that movie right now, right? In the uh, mm-hmm. the Gunslinger, the Dark Tower, whatever. I don't know. But he yeah, I be, think I know who you're talking about. He should be about. the Black James Bond. Okay. 
All right. Um, do you also believe we should have a female James Bond? Whatever. I mean, yeah, some people should. Some people are saying that anything we men can do, females can do better. Right, but it's a story about a man. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. It's I know. 2017. I know. Okay. Bruce Jenner used to be a dude, and now he's a woman. So yeah, that's true. That goes to show you that you can go from you know from that one to the end. From he's that decided one to that what was one. better for him, and mm. he's an Olympian. So. Okay. So can Wonder Woman be a man? Can a man play Wonder Woman? Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Well, anything goes. <laughs> for me, as long as you're not hurting anyone and you're not killing anyone, uh-huh. you know, then you're good. Whatever. That's yeah. what life's about. Life is too short for for us to tell people they can and can't do things if it's not hurting anyone. Right. Mm. Okay. Uh, I, I, I mean, you know, I, uh, I agree to an extent, but... I think it's everyone's life purpose is mm-hmm. to find their ultimate form of self-expression, whatever mm-hmm. form that comes in. Yours comes in talk radio. You're great mm-hmm. at this. This is what you're meant to do What and whatever else you want to do. You know, you're an author and I'm, what, I'm sure many other talented trades. Like, you're speaking your truth. Can mm. you imagine what it'd be like if someone came in and be like, you can't do that anymore? Or right. that if you're going to do that here, you have to do it my way. Mm. It's living in this, like, oppressive society. And you're, what you're doing isn't mm. hurting anyone. You're just right. expressing yourself in whatever medium and art form that you identify with and that you're good at what's mm. different that than doing drag shows mm. on, in west hollywood right what's th- the difference between this and you know yeah no yeah. no whatever. i mean look you got a point there I, you know but uh i don't want to alienate our guest anymore so we're going to bring her in and we're joined by nora, nora novak welcome to the show nora thank you thank you for joining us and um you're an author you're an, a former it girl. What does an it girl mean? An it girl? Yes. That's what it says here. <laughs> That's news okay. to me. Okay. okay. So okay. you were like happening, right? Hey, you, okay. know what, you know what a socialite is? Yes. Do you know what an Instagram model is? Yes. She was like the original version of oh, like what okay. a modern day Instagram starlet is. Oh, okay. So I before like there was Instagram, <laughs> yeah, there, you there go. were women like her who <laughs> were in Hollywood and people knew her. They yeah. did, and that was the thing. You did it before it would. You didn't even need Instagram. No, we didn't. And have people it. knew you. <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. Like that is a t- that is something that no longer exists. Really. Right. Right. I guess I don't know. I people mean, people aren't people. Yeah, like the way it was. Have. Yeah, it was different then. Right. You know, but you still have. Yeah, I guess everybody that's happening today is on Facebook and Instagram and everything. A lot and most people and a lot of people are simply just famous mm. on that medium or because right. of that medium right no right. we didn't have social media that's true we we actually went to everybody's houses we went to their parties i we, mean how did you and that's how you became to be able, known right to be able to network in a time where you didn't have a cell phone you know you just word of mouth or <laughs> it was you know and you had to rely that that person was telling you the truth right to be a, you know. it, it just means we had a much smaller circle of people back then right i mean we didn't connect with like hundreds and thousands of people like we do today. No, not in immediate fashion. You right. But right. you did get known. You got around. Right. We all got around. <laughs> right. We, uh, so you've lived in Hollywood for a long time probably, right? I did live in Hollywood for about 20 years. Oh, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And where are you originally from? Where I'm did you from go? Belgium, from Antwerp, Belgium. Oh, really? What, what uh, city in Belgium? Antwerp. Antwerp. Okay, I've heard of that one. 
In Brussels. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Diamonds, chocolate, beer, you know. Yeah, the there you go. <laughs> no, but Belgium is one of the... Uh, they even have great beer, don't they? They have like the a Belgian beer. beer. I think they yeah. consume more beer per capita than really. <laughs> than even we do in the Germans. A lot of beer. Great really, beer. <laughs> those monks started it. Wow. Yeah. Huh? So, uh, what was it like growing up there in Belgium? I didn't actually grow up there. I was very small when we oh. immigrated. Which oh, is, to here? Yes. Okay, so, so you actually grew up here in, in uh, on the West Coast? Uh, yes. Yeah. So my story is about the immigration and growing up in a very Belgian household. Right. Uh, because we were, we were all from Belgium, and uh, we went back frequently. So I spent a lot of time there, too. Well, I was okay. going back and forth from... Hollywood to Europe and back. And really? Mm-hmm. So you still had family there and yes. everything. Mm-hmm. But why did your parents immigrate here? You know, they saw it as an adventure. They had Belgian friends that lived in Pasadena that encouraged them, that arranged sponsors. Really? They were, uh, oddly enough, at that age with three kids, uh, to pack up and move was, was a you know quite a, yeah, that's a, a, a big, big adjustment. And I they spoke very little English, so... Yeah, it was it was a big deal, but they hadn't planned to stay, and they wound up staying. So oh, really? Yeah. So they decided to come for a little bit and, yes. and see what mm-hmm. it's like, and go Palm back. Trees, and but how rock. can you leave this weather, right? <laughs> how can you leave this town? Yeah. So you grew up here. Uh, uh, so you were young. Obviously, learning English was pretty easy for you, right? It was, but uh, Flemish was always spoken in the house. Uh, I was encouraged to speak English because they were worried I'd have an accent because nobody could understand my parents because they had yeah, heavy yeah, accents. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And that's what happens, though, usually. Uh, people are going to speak their own language at home, and then the kids learn the English from school, from their friends, things right. like that. So I'm seeing kids that are, like for, to Israeli parents, they speak fluent Hebrew, and then they come home one day and they're speaking fluent English still. Mm-hmm. So it's amazing how kids can pick up languages like that. I picked up a lot from Betty Boop cartoons. Yeah, right? <laughs> I know. I picked up a lot from Mad Magazine, <laughs> you, you know? I used to read Mad Magazine and, and so Rock and brother, Roll. Yes. And, uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. So that's funny. Uh, so you grew up here, and do you have any siblings? You said two more, I have right? Two older brothers. I see. Yes. Okay, so you were the youngest I and the girl. So now, did you feel uh, like a firstborn in a way because you were the first girl in the family? Because they treat the, you know. In it, a sense, yeah. If you have, like, let's say two girls and then a boy is born, it's like he's the firstborn because they treat him differently, right? That's true, Did and they were much that? older than me, so in a way, I was oh. almost like a raised like an only child at some point because my yeah. brothers were gone. Right, right. They were a lot older. Yeah, so you got a lot of attention and everything, but a lot of expectations the wrong too. Attention, right? I'm afraid. Yeah, right. My father was a dictator <laughs> and a really? taskmaster. Not not oh, an easy man to live God. with. Oh my God! So how did that work for you? I mean, was he like mean to you guys? He was not a friendly man. Not a friendly man. <laughs> no. And he wasn't probably <laughs> meant a, to be a father, you know, huh? And he gave me a lot of material. It's all in the book. Yeah, right? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was not easy. So he was not meant to be a father. That's what you're saying. He shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> he was a, a difficult person. Yeah. Very difficult. And how did your mom handle it? Well, she was just an extremely lovely, charming, pretty, wonderful person. The complete opposite. I think she kind of overcompensated you know, uh, right. her, her charming self to win over people because they were always put off by my father. Who, yeah. Uh, I wonder what attracted people. her to him, though. I mean, <laughs> maybe it wasn't like that in the it. beginning, right? Because <laughs> people change, you know. They're on the best behavior when they first meet someone, and then 
They let the guys I don't think down. he ever had a best behavior. Really? No. no. So, what, what, I mean, did you ever ask your mom, what did you find in him? You know, <laughs> it was a different generation yeah. where you, you lived at home, you, you, you got married engaged, the people and that you got you married and grew up with, you know, yeah, yeah. regardless. It just it didn't wow. have a lot of choices. It wasn't yeah. like when there I was grew no up. Tender. There was no freedom. Well, yeah. that's the your generation. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, was he drinking too? No. He wasn't no, very drinking. Very sober man, good provider, yeah. very smart. You know, very talented with photography. That was his main passion. Mm. So he's an artist. Yes, yeah. in fact, that's really how uh, all of us got our. Uh, we were inspired by by the art because we were taught at a very early age to draw. Really, we really oh, didn't have cool. much choice. Yeah, we, yeah, pencils were put in the hands at you yeah. know, age three. So you see, but there's always a good side to everything. You know, I mean, that's the thing. Your father gave you good things as well. Yes, oh, absolutely. Well, you grew up with the Flemish masters. Yeah. So that art was very important. So we learned that very young. What are the Flemish masters? Like Peter Paul Rubens. Oh, the the painters? Yes, the painters. Oh, wow. And he decided to take take up photography. Yes, he loved photography. He was very skilled. He, you know, developed his own pictures. I uh, took right. photos constantly. Yeah, way back when you had to develop pictures <laughs> from film. I took yeah. a black and white <laughs> photography class. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, it's like uh, it was a whole different ball game, right? I mean, the cameras were like flimsy. And I know what it back in the well, my mom because she was in radio and in uh, and in. She was a TV news reporter even back in like the 80s. So she had to like how they even like loaded tape into the machine. I mean, this right. from that moment, of course, <laughs> everything's changed. Yeah, that right. was even, you know, however many years well, ago. Well, he had high quality equipment. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Know, so he developed his own photos until later the whole Kodak era. Right. But uh, we posed for all his pictures so he could experiment yeah. with his lenses. So at least you, you guys have a lot of uh, kid pictures and stuff like that, right? Yes, yeah. in all the uh, What about, parks, did, yeah. did you film like movies of you guys too? Do you have like uh, no, Super 8 type of stuff? No, didn't do those. Because I, we have friends that are photographers and uh, they were in the old days as well and they have like really old movies and one day we went there and I saw me in the movie. I'm like, wow! <laughs> I'm like three years old here, you know? So... Uh, so at that generation, it was rare to ha- actually have a movie of yourself when you're young. Today, the kids can see it anyway. Yeah, no you know? home movies. He was more uh, interested in getting the perfect shot. Right, right. Very nice. So th- he probably had to travel, too, for this, right? Uh, yes. Well, well, he wanted to see everything, all the national parks, the you know, the rivers, lakes, mountains. That's, yeah. So we did that. We so did you traveled with him? Yes, we had to camp and hike and... Well, a lot cool of swimming. Was he was a yeah. polar bear, so really? he's one of those people that you know jump in the ice water. Do you still have this outfit? Can I have it? That's not me. Oh, <laughs> 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 definitely not. What me. are we talking about? Uh, the book? Are, are you, you in here? The book? Yes. Okay, oh, that's me on the cover. Okay, well, people don't know what you're talking about, Rachel. So tell us what it is you're looking I'm at. I'm just looking Rachel. at these hot pictures. That's me. Of okay, in <laughs> what I thought was her in Nora's book. But I just right? every outfit of every girl. I'm like, do you still have this outfit? Cause I wish I did. I wish I. Where you seen outfits? I made and stuff some there. of them. I, there are a lot of his vintage. Uh, I, you know, I like this. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm just looking through the book I don't see why here. you're finding pictures here. Oh, I see. Okay. Cat Girl in the Basement. Is yes, that well, deal? I was very costume-oriented. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love this and one of her. Okay, so... That's very 70s, yes. Yeah. 70s All right, so what we're talking about, folks, is Nora Novak wrote a book called Los Feliz Confidential. And this is a memoir of living here in Hollywood. And uh, that's what Rachel is looking at. She's looking at pictures, uh, you know, and... Uh, Hold on a second. I don't know what's going on. Uh, but no, at any rate, uh, I'm totally distracted. I'm sorry. Uh, go back. Las Vegas Confidential. It's a memoir. You you grew up here, like we said. Uh, what school did you go to? Like high school? Oh, this Do is in remember? Orange County. Oh, so yeah. you lived in Orange County. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. know it or anything. Yes, yes. We, okay. we started in Pasadena, and my father was relocated to the Newport Beach area. Right. And so I was in school in, in Orange County. Yeah. Okay. But we went to Europe every summer. Yeah? So that's, I, at 14, I became a citizen. We got our passports. and. So and then we you were able to, to travel. I loved overseas. Europe, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I went back frequently. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And... Um, so, so you went to high school here and stuff. What was that like for you? I mean, well, the, were, were you able to compare this like with Belgium since you were traveling back and forth? I mean, did you no, just, no, no. For me, it was this, you know, was, this it. was the '60s, so it was an explosive time. Right. You had the whole British rock and roll revolution, all the music, the fashion. I mean, it was it was a very explosive time. It was just. Um, you know, the Rolling Stones, everything just broke loose during the 60s. And then you right. had the Vietnam War. You had, you know, all the, everything that was going on. So yeah. it was a whole pop culture madness. I mean, right. It was crazy times. It, it was, was. You know, the love generation. That's true, so right? It was a wild So era. that was like in the 60s that you grew yes, up? You okay. Know, I was always barefoot and just, you know, giving the peace sign and hitchhiking to see Janice Jobson live. Yeah. I mean, it was just that way. So. It's funny. I was just reading last night <laughs> about like the totally 60s would have been a little bit. Right. And I think yeah. that there's been quite a resurgence on the 60s and 70s. There's a reason. There is. I always felt, can, well, I always felt growing up, I was like, because like I'm in the eight, I was born in the '80s, but I was like, man, I, I just felt like I was I'm part of this wrong time, and like all I wanted to do was like go back to the '60s and '70s, and I feel like it's back. Like this is the modern day version of what that would look like, you know, with well, a lot technology. of the cycles being yeah. recycled, the fashion rather, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was it yeah. was a, it was plus a plus uh, socially too, culturally. I mean, that was a decade of revolution, protesting, and, yes. right, protesting, everything else. That's when race rights were given to like women that, yeah. and, and and blacks and stuff like that. So those were re- uh, really tumultuous times that decade. Burning bras, right? <laughs> You're marching yeah. the streets, yeah. smoking weed, but, a lot of weed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed. Really. Nothing changed. That's what I'm That's saying. Right. The sixties are back. I love it. Hopefully. Music will go back to the seventies style. I yeah, love that. Seventies, I loved. Yeah, yeah, but uh, so, so, uh, so high school was cool for you. I mean, did you enjoy it there? Were you popular? I was probably uh, not popular in the sense of um, you know the jocks and the and the cheerleader types because I was tall and gangly and more of a mod dresser and. Probably a little bit more in the stoner crowd. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know how popular I was, but you know, people knew me. I mean, I had great outfits. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so. And uh, so back then, I'm I'm uh, I'm curious. You know, so you you get out of high school. What did you decide to do then? 
I went back to Europe. I hitchhiked uh-huh. all over Europe. Really? I just uh, packed uh, my brother's uh, army duffel bag and by yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hitchhiked all over Europe. Really? Yeah. So you were. Apparently, you felt you were independent early on. Very right? much so. And, you know, I was an adventurous. Yeah. And uh, uh, adventure came to me wherever I went. I just really? walked down the street and things happened. Well, because you went places. So, <laughs> you know, if you sit at home, nothing's going to happen. I there. And, uh, yeah. You know, so what places great. attracted you in the beginning in Europe? Where did you go? Well, uh, mainly Western Europe because I had the base from uh, Belgium. And right. from there, I just would hitchhike to France and right. Germany, Italy, by Spain. Del- by then, uh, you had learned English and everything, right? Well, sure, of course. And, that, you know, also in pursuit of art because I was very much uh, into art. And at this time, you had the pop art, the whole Warhol thing, which right. I loved, contemporary art. Mm-hmm. I grew up with the Flemish uh, masters, but I loved pop art. Right. So I would seek out all the pop art, you know, along the way to Norway or wherever I was going. I just hit the road. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, how cool but is that? But it was that, easy right? then. It, it was, was easy, breezy. It was safer? Was I, it safer? Uh, you you know, I, I was just fearless. I never worried about it. So um, how cool. Those were good times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was before everything yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you see on trips like this you have to go by yourself i mean who are you going to find that's going to do the same adventure that you want to no. do at the same time you know <laughs> sometimes you might solo. find but but yeah but it teaches you a lot right it yes. teaches you to be self-sustaining mm-hmm. self-reliant Absolutely. yeah wow so tell us of some of the adventures i mean you're saying things happen to you everywhere uh france for example did you like france Yes, sure. I love France. Yeah, because yeah. it's next to Belgium. You guys yeah. uh, speak the same language and everything, right? I know a little More French. More or less. In, in those days, you had to uh, kind of convert all your money. It was before the euros. And you you know, right. on a train conver- with a little conversion thing to right. figure out how much to the dollar each, you know, because uh, the, the monetary thing was different. So uh, yeah, you had to pick up that quickly. And every country was show different. Show your passport, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> So you must have a lot of stamps on your passport from I years did. gone by, I right? Did, yes. And in Europe, I mean, do you have a favorite place there from all your travels and everything that you'd go back to? Oh, you know, I always loved London. There was really? so much going on in London. Yeah. You know, I saw the stones there, and I just did. Really you really? Loved, yeah. And that left a mark, huh? <laughs> yeah, it did. It Take did. me to London. Uh, yeah. <laughs> did you hear they're closing down the Big Ben for three years Why? for uh, for innovation? Oh wow! I guess the bell is starting to uh, oh, I don't know. to give him trouble. Three years. Mm-hmm. So some people are complaining about this. No, this is part of culture and this, but they're saying that it's existed for several hundred years the Big Ben so they want to make sure the clock keeps working and the bells and everything mm. So, but that's London so uh, and how long was the European travel for? That's interesting. It to was me. back and forth a number of times. Really? And then uh, I went. So you weren't focused on planning for your future or anything? You, you just know, were living I did for not. the moment. <laughs> You're living for the moment, <laughs> as not. was appropriate for the time. <laughs> I wasn't worried about it. I did go back to school uh-huh. and to, to see, you know, for art, and I did attempt modeling and a number of things, but, uh, uh, and I did some college theater and. You know, um, then a glam rock entered the picture, and then I was all about you know glitter and glam and platforms. Really? I couldn't get enough glitter. <laughs> you know, so, so you got sucked the into the music, yeah, the, music. Uh, the music culture. Absolutely, yes, I did. And what did that mean for you? Did uh, you start going to parties and stuff? Oh yeah, well, I went to, to all the concerts. I was constantly you know getting. 
glammed up for one concert or another, going to the Rainbow, uh, uh-huh. which was, you know, really amazing at right. that time. So let me ask you, so <laughs> if you were just a, pretty wild. So if you were like a hot chick and stuff, uh, dressed nice, people would invite you to parties all the time, right? Oh, You'd yeah. You'd be able to go and just... Sure. Yeah, just like today, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, I was no, young, I'm telling yeah. you, I'm seeing, I'm seeing some women on Instagram, for example, okay? Every day they're in a different place of the world, and I know for a fact they're not fucking working, you know? Who's yeah. paying for all this? You know, and the same what I'm saying is, who are paying for women to right. travel across the free exactly, country. and and you know, so it's what I'm trying to say. It's easy for a hot girl. I don't think that to has be changed. involved, right? But I had jobs too. I worked for Licorice Pizza, which you may, <laughs> may not remember. It I was don't a remember small Licorice chain pizza. of record stores. Oh, Licorice Pizza. Licorice That's right. Pizza. It's not a pizza place. It's no, a record it's store. it's a record store. Yeah. And then you were meeting people records. there and stuff? Well, then, you know, you'd get tickets to go to concerts and yeah. you could see the bands and get get the albums. It was always very exciting to get those albums and right. admire the art on the sleeves. I mean, that, right. that was a lot of so fun. So did that inf- influence you? Because I noticed you, you're into art as well and you yes. got a lot of great... Uh, uh, paintings and collages and things like that. Yes. Uh, we're, by the way, talking to Nora Novak. You can go to noranovak.com and see some of her art. She also wrote a book called Las Feliz Felix Confidential, and that's uh, a memoir. Now, so let's focus a little bit on the book. Did you decide on a certain period here, or does this pretty much tell your life story? It does up until a point, but I did want to concentrate on my years. And it, it was originally going to be called the Los Feliz years. Right. Because I spent five years in that house that's on the cover that okay. became quite a notorious uh, party house. Okay. And, and Los Feliz is, where is, is in Hollywood, right? It's right on Cromwell Avenue. If you go up, well, I don't want to say exactly where it is. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it's just below the Greek, Greek theater. Right. Yeah. And those of you who don't know uh, where Los Feliz is, it's it's Hollywood, actually. It's next to Hollywood. It's, it's just designated, yeah. mm-hmm. designated. But it's right there, Franklin. You take right. it from Hollywood, yes. you get to Los Feliz. And the Greek theater is there, of course course and uh so you're saying this was a hot area back then uh yeah so actually i worked at charles jordan in century city at the time uh when i i moved back to la and then i was moved into this this place and um yeah we were known for our parties and people came and that's how it was without the social media people heard or word of mouth mm-hmm. right yeah. and how many people lived in this house just myself and my boyfriend really yeah and he decided to start throwing parties and everything well he actually was a bit of a party animal he didn't look like one he had a very kind of uh preppy gone wrong look you know uh-huh. but uh he was an eccentric individual and he liked parties and yeah. i like to glam it up so we made the most of it that's and, uh, awesome people came in droves yeah right <laughs> and people are attracted to this stuff so sure. were these like hollywood style parties i mean did you get celebrities and stuff coming we did there we did um you know a lot of people came that had been partying at the chateau marmont mm-hmm. uh so you got you know warhol crowd you got artists really? you got <laughs> models you had uh, you know, a little bit of everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And today these parties still happen, of right? Course, just so we sure. don't get invited to no, them. No, I, I, I don't. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's she's true, young, huh? I, I don't know about Yeah, now. She, she can get into any party. <laughs> right. Are you kidding me? Uh, sure. But, uh, but those days are behind us. Uh, so this is cool. So you, you moved back to, uh, to L.A. Uh, 
what were your parents doing at the time? Did they know of your lifestyle? Of what? Uh, no. no. They moved back to Europe. Oh, I see. They okay. What did they think you County, were doing? Working as uh, an accountant or something? Modeling, and which I did a little bit of. And, uh-huh. you know, I, like I say, I did work Were you able to make a living off of that? Modeling? No, no, not huh? really. Um, and I was pursuing acting. That was really my goal. I mean, like so many others, it was, you know, right. Hollywood, fame yeah. and fortune. And, and I did make a big attempt. It wasn't, didn't, didn't quite pan out. Right. But, uh, Why do you think? It. It's hard, right? A lot of competition. I think at that time, I just didn't seem to have to have, I didn't seem to fit in. I think it was more of the, I was very tall for for the 70s. It was more, you know, five foot four, the Farrah Fawcett uh, uh-huh. kind of look of, a, you know, smaller girls that they had on uh-huh. on all the shows. And I think I didn't really physically. Okay. And I was always told I was too European looking. Who knows? Really? I mean, it's different from today that's interesting right yeah that's, yeah. that's what i got a how lot. can you tell something oh like we didn't know you were that, that tall yeah <laughs> oh, right no you were so european looking <laughs> so european looking whatever tried. that means right <laughs> yeah so you guys can see some of nora's uh work some of her paintings let's talk a little bit about that you have a gallery of paintings and collages i see yes. uh there's a lot of like uh uh, pop culture images on pop there. Pop culture, kind of vintage, retro, pinup inspired. They're very glossy, and um, I showed a lot of work because I also worked for the Orange County Museum of Art when I went back to Newport Beach, and I wrote a book about that called Art Damaged, oh. which is a kind of a quasi memoir, fictionalized account of my own experiences and behind the scenes of the uh, art contemporary art scene, and at that time I was very much inspired by the Devil Wears Prada. Right, but this was the the art <laughs> industry version. Yeah. So, um, you know, at that time I met a lot of, uh, of course, artists, gallery owners, curators. So I exhibited my work quite a bit, uh-huh. and it was it had been shown in L.A. and also in Belgium and Holland. And um, yeah. So this is stuff. I mean, and you have your own style. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you developed your own style. You take photos and then you mix them with paint and yes, things like that. Yes, it's mixed right? media. So I mean, yeah. And the thing is, I mean, you're doing stuff that today people need Photoshop to do, and you're doing this by no, hand. No, because right? I'm old school. Right. I didn't exactly. even know how to Photoshop. Exactly. So. <laughs> and that's what makes it neat because you know it's not something that just anybody can do. It's got your own touch to it and your own. You're doing what people need. It, technology to do now but you're That's doing true. it right yeah without the technology yeah with the yeah. old media traditional media very cool so now uh, so this you were doing in the 70s now right we're talking about the 70s with all the parties and everything yes which is in the book right and it, it ends pretty much at the end of the 70s okay yeah. and so the soundtrack of the book would be awesome right Yes, I made a playlist, in fact, because there are so many songs referred to throughout the book and because music was so important to me that at the end of the book, I thought, oh, i got to do a playlist. Yeah. So cool. I did that for each chapter, which is a reflection of that era. Right. So I had fun with that. And that's why people say, you know, we always tend to uh, gravitate to the movie, uh, to the music we heard when we were teenagers. Oh, my gosh, I love, I feel loved, Donna Summer, I have it yeah. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? It's it's because it's a soundtrack of our lives, and I think the teens, the teenage years, are when music becomes so powerful in a person's life, uh, in a kid's life, that uh, it sticks with you forever. It does. You know. Yeah. And I mean, because today the kids don't understand why we say that their music is not music, 
But to them, th- their soundtrack is today, and right. that's what they're going to miss, you know? They, right. they may not miss uh, the Beatles or the Stones or the Led Zeppelin as much as we do. They have a different era, you know? Completely different. But yeah. the amazing thing is still... Many young generations, they still go back to the 70s for music, you know, because it was just so productive and well, so yes, and even it was classic they music. It, you know, so. Right, right, you know, and the music was so original back then because uh, rock and roll was still new. You know, people were innovating. And it's held up a it's, lot of it It's really has. held up a lot. And all those you know? bands are still touring. Right. <laughs> Can you believe it? I know. It's like Keith Richards. Somebody forgot to tell him, you know, we only have so limited years on this planet. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, oh, I see. Look, you have a painting here called Jetem. Right? Yes. Who's that on the cover? Is that That's Brigitte Bardot. Bardot? I'm a Bardot Brigitte fan. Bardot, right? Who isn't? Right. Now, <laughs> yeah. uh, Great imagery, that? always. Now, did yeah. she have a movie called Je T'aime, or was this based on the song Je T'aime? Uh, no, well, that was Jane Birkin and right. Gernsberg, which is in there also. But really? Oh, what a song a that is. You yeah. probably don't know what this is, but this yes, is like, it, it's the first. I do. What? Which one? What Je T'aime? I know who Jane Birkin is. But do you know the song Je T'aime? I probably haven't. I've seen the the writing. The I've seen like doesn't. Yeah, no, but it's a French song, like really with moans and really sexy. Uh, also and, ahead right. of its time. Right, right. Before Donna Summer started moaning. Yeah. Right, I know. Jane Virgin Remember was. "Love to Love You, Baby"? That <laughs> right. was like they uh, they uh, actually banned it on some radio stations. You know, not here, but overseas. Because it was too, um, yeah, too many moans and stuff. Makes you know? sense. Yeah. <laughs> sounds, sounds like America. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get mad if, at me if I don't know if you know something or not, because I don't know how far back you go in your I curiosity. No, 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 I know. Some people don't give a shit, you know? So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, so, but I think no, you know I know a lot of she's informed. stuff. No, I do. I do. But I, I don't mean to, like... Uh, sound condescending I just don't know because I don't want to talk about something you don't know what it means and then you'd be like you know irritated or something or feel left out I'm just listening okay so I'm going to find Jetem and let's see if I can find it here Jetem song and I just want to play a little clip of this because this is like so 70s is this a song it's very sexy yeah so the it's Serge Gainsbourg. Yeah, this is a song to screw to, man. I mean, yeah, there's nothing else. I right? mean, I yeah. You talk about Vienna. Vienna means come, you know. And then there's other songs, you know. Yeah. I don't know if I can get it onto this song. <laughs> you can't do it to this song, huh? Maybe if it's. Anytime there's anything super loud going on. I had to turn down uh, John Oliver the other night when I was with my boyfriend. I was like, I can't <laughs> well, have sex with John Oliver. <laughs> but you know, it's just like anything that's too loud, you know? Yeah. Well, it doesn't have to be loud. The song is very, like, quiet and sexual when, yeah. you, when you're in a quiet room and you listen to this. You know? Do you I don't turn, know. To do me, you want to turn it up more? Or? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, okay, we get it, we get it. But I wanted to give uh, people a feel for what we're talking yes. about. So, 
and uh, so you pa- you named your paintings pretty cool. You know, I mean, Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, and you have Marilyn I like Monroe out there. Titles, which I did for the book as well. Right. Yeah. Lady Luck for Las Vegas. Uh, and God created woman. Who is that woman in the picture? That's Bardot. That's, that's Bardot a, that's as well. That's the name of one of her movies. That oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So you were influenced by her quite a bit, obviously, right? You thought Not she was so beautiful? Much. No? Well, yes, yes. Yeah. I did have a thing for beautiful, sexy blondes of that era. That's true. Right, right. Who else was there at the time? Lola LaBrigida. Raquel, wow. no, Raquel Welsh wasn't blonde. blonde yeah. Yeah. No, for me, that. no. It was Kim <laughs> Novak and um, Ursula Andress and Meryl Monroe. And really? So the blondes? The blonde brigade. Wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting, you know, what people get into and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. And then also, you know, Marianne Faithful and Anita Pallenberg and Nico, those were big influences too because they were blonde and they had that cool rock and roll look. There's, so. a, there's yeah. not a lot of that cool, like... When I think of blonde icons today, I think of like that wretched Tommy Lauren. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's not enough like cool blonde. I mean, I maybe I just don't know any, but like right. there's like there's no Bridget Bardot's anymore. That we like the brunettes. We have the Kardashians. Right. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Richard, tell me something. What song would you feel represents today's? Music like today's generation, what's good? Like, what do you think is going to be a classic when you know in thirty years or something? Oh, Can God. you think of anything? No, I mean, no. I would hate anybody. It's just it's like Jay Z. I mean, well, Kanye. I mean, well, I definitely stuff? think in terms of I mean, in terms of hip hop, yeah, I would probably say Jay like that. Jay Z, Kendrick Lamar. Right, you know, so that stuff you can stand when it's loud and everything. But, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't don't really listen to a lot of like I do listen to modern hip hop, but like as far as like the other stuff, I don't really like. I really when I put on Pandora, I put on the Animals Pandora or like Pulp Fiction Radio, which has a lot of like the animals and like oh wow, you know, like surfer grunge, you know, like kind of stuff because. I don't like a lot of the music yeah. from today. Yeah, yeah. I don't listen to any electronic EDM. You know, I like instruments. Right. Yeah. Or like hip hop. Yeah. True. Which is basically poetry. Yeah, in yeah. Another form. So. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, Nora, obviously, yes. a lot of sex during that time. Those parties and everything. Did they? Did uh, I it mean because this was a free time. willing yes. time, right? Free so everybody free had love. sex. Free love. Free love. Free no, AIDS. no condoms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no nothing. Right? We sex, love, rock and roll. That's what it was, <laughs> yes, right? It was. And that's what we were just talking I'm about. I'm sure there music. was more than weed, like psychedelics, like drugs. Yeah, that yeah. You guys haven't even LSD that our shit. generation hasn't even right. heard of. And in the 70s, we had the Quaaludes. Do you remember the Quaaludes? I and you do. being in <laughs> and, and you being in Orange County, they used to call them area code because they they had the number 714 on them. Roar. Yeah, Roar or 714. See, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay, well, Orange County. Orange County's area code used to be 714. I get it, I get it. Still part of it is. You guys were so cool. Yeah, right? (laughs) Quaaludes. I mean, you know what? Uh, Taking a Quaalude was like taking, I mean, those were like horse tranquilizers or something, you know? I mean, you take it, you're like totally numb. You know the song by Pink Floyd, uh, Comfortably Numb? numb. That's how you feel. The way he he describes it in the song, you know? You can't move. You love to touch, though. Sex was great on it. Everything was awesome. 
Sounds yeah. like ecstasy. Some all for it. I would. So I guess they out. Yeah, they they outlawed them, them, right? Too many people were crashing their cars. Right? It was crazy. It was crazy, totally. So, uh, any last memories uh, that that are in the book that we should look forward to? Well, you know, it's a fun ride. It's entertaining. I mean, I think you'll definitely enjoy it. So, how were you Uh, able to remember all these things? Did you keep uh, journals? I am a storyteller. I never kept a journal. Uh Uh, My mother's a writer. My brother's a writer. We all, you know, been writing our stories. Really. And originally, I had planned to interview my friends. I was going to do like interviews and uh, to see what each uh, uh, party memory they could come up with but uh some of them were not so forthcoming you know right. they didn't get back to me and some some did so i just you know i looked at all my scrapbooks and kind of triggered my memory and just started putting the stories down that's true yeah. you know actually that's that's true that's a good way to go back to your memories is to look at pictures yes. from the past right and yeah. stuff it brings back everything that's true i had a Very great cool. arsenal of pictures yeah so. <laughs> yeah well nora novak the book is lost feel it's confidential uh where can people get the book everywhere you can get the book at lulu.com at amazon.com okay. you can go to the press it's called traveling shoes press okay it's a press right uh that will take you directly to purchasing the book right and so will my website which also covers uh my new loungewear uh, line oh really you have a loungewear yes that's awesome. okay, retro vintage inspired of course very Hollywood classic so that's all wow I like that very sexy stuff are you looking at it yeah Yeah. I'm looking at it right now right like uh, are those uh, are those like uh, yeah like it's uh, slinky kind of um, uh, Hollywood glamour pajamas right pajamas and stuff but but wow I'll take them over to those pajamas any day exactly they're not the boxy uh, no no not at all this is not slinky this is no flannel stuff no no flannel there yeah (laughs) (laughs) Nora, thank you so much for joining us. You're a lot of fun, and we appreciate you. Uh, so everybody can find. Are you on social media too? Yes, I'm on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and you can tweet me, follow me. Yeah. Always things. best to yes. go to the website. There's the links website, there to I'm everywhere. Links to everything. Awesome. So. Well, you're great. Thank you for making the trip from Orange and County. Thank you. I it's guess been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. So I guess you do love Orange County because you've stayed there all after all these years. Well, that's still because there, of right? my mom. Oh, I see. Yeah. So you're close to her now. She has just turned 105. Oh my God! Are you serious? And she just wow. published her first book at 104 in June. It see, came out. it's never too late. So Tell me see? something. What <laughs> physical shape is she in? Does she walk? Oh yeah, yeah. No, she's does she walk? She's not dead. No, no I mean, my, she's a, she's no. What I'm two saying legs. is, she's so cute. Yeah. Look, both my parents are in wheelchairs now. Uh, That's why I'm asking. Oh, not oh. many people get to that well, age still walker, walking. But she gets around the house. That's awesome. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You yeah. know, she's very fortunate. She's, she's and, a bionic woman. Right. She is. And she probably like uh, really wanted to. Um, she just published her memoir, so yeah, yeah. Did she live a healthy life? Yes, and healthy she lifestyle. covers World War One and World War Two. Wow! So very. Cool. Hopefully, yeah. there won't be a third. Well, yeah. <laughs> then she'll have to write another book. <laughs> <laughs> Nora, thank you so much for joining us. All the best to you. Thank you. Everybody, go out get the yes, book. Sounds get my amazing. Book. You'll love it. And uh, that's it, Rachel. Thank you as always. And we'll see everybody tomorrow. You're listening to Sam in the Morning with Rachel exclusively on L.A. Talk Radio.